0: You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind.
1: Welcome. My name is Jerry Chevalier. Thanks for joining me on this demonstration of using Windows from the keyboard with a screen reader and, are you ready, no mouse. This demonstration is intended for low vision people whose vision impairment is progressing to the point where they are struggling to look at the screen and manipulate the mouse. If this sounds like you, it may be time to consider giving up using Windows with the mouse and looking at the screen and instead use Windows entirely from the keyboard supported by a screen reader. In this demonstration, I will perform several tasks. I will browse my desktop, navigate my documents folder, edit a small document using Notepad, and save that document using the Save As dialog. In addition, I will use Outlook to process email, and I will browse the web. It goes without saying that if you're going to use Windows from the keyboard, you need to know how to touch type. I recommend the Tipio Typing Tutor. Tipio spelled T-Y-P-I-O. It's a Windows program that you can download and install or you can take the lessons on the TIPIO website. The program is entirely self-voicing so you don't need a screen reader to take the lessons. Check it out, TIPIO Typing Tutor. Let me talk a little bit about screen readers. In Windows, a screen reader performs three functions. First, it automatically reads text from the screen out loud using a built-in text-to-speech voice. This automatic reading of text on the screen is based on the screen reader tracking what's in focus and reading that item out loud for you. What do we mean by focus? For example, if you're editing a document, the focus is where the caret is, where you're typing characters into the document. So as you type, the screen reader will read the letters and words that you are typing. If you are in a dialog box, you move around this dialog on the keyboard by using the tab key. And each time you tab, you will change the focus to the button or checkbox or edit box within the dialog. And that focus item will be read out loud to you by the screen reader. If you're in a menu bar and you're arrowing up and down a menu, you will hear the items in the menu because they are the focus as you move up and down. So the good news is, if you do use a screen reader, most of what you need to hear is read out loud automatically for you. The second function of the screen reader is to allow you to ask for information from the screen on demand. For example, you might wanna know what the title bar is because you wanna confirm which app you're working with. The screen readers provide a shortcut key to do this. The third function of the screen reader is for people who have a refreshable braille display attached to their computer and the screen reader will direct text from the screen to the braille display. So it is actually possible for a blind person to read the screen in braille. In terms of moving around in Windows and manipulating the different apps, this is where the Windows keyboard shortcuts come into play. So as a blind screen reader user, you need to learn two things. You need to learn Windows shortcuts so you can manipulate the Windows operating system and its associated apps. And you need to learn screen reader shortcuts so you can ask the screen reader to read items or to perform screen reader functions. There are primarily three screen reader programs in wide use today. The first one is JAWS from a company called Freedom Scientific, and you can find out more about it. At freedomscientificalloneword.com, Jaws is a commercial screen reader, so you have to buy it, and it's fairly expensive. The second popular screen reader that thousands of people are using nowadays is NVDA, Non Visual Desktop Access. NVDA is produced by an Australian company, NV as in non visual, NV Access, O-R-G. This is an open source screen reader, meaning it is given away freely for anyone that can use it, and all they ask is a donation. If you do decide to use NVDA as your screen reader, I encourage you to make a donation so the project may continue. The third screen reader, which is the screen reader I will use today for this demonstration, is Narrator, and it's built into Windows 10. All you need to do is switch it on. To switch it on, hold down Control and Windows key and tap the Enter key. If Narrator opens up to the Narrator home screen, you can tab around in this screen and learn more about Narrator, and you can dismiss the home screen by pressing Alt-M. To turn off Narrator, you use the same key combination. Hold down Control and Windows key and tap the enter key. I have one final screen reader comment and it concerns the text-to-speech voices. If the narrator text-to-speech voice you hear in this demonstration is not to your liking, please don't use that as a consideration when making your decision to use screen readers. Microsoft provides four or five different text-to-speech voices with narrator, a couple of female voices and a couple of male voices. And beyond that, you can even go on the internet and purchase other text-to-speech voices. So it would be possible to make Narrator sound almost human, if that's to your liking. That's enough background information. Let's begin the demonstration. I am currently focused on the Windows desktop, and I have already turned on Narrator by holding down the Control and Windows keys and tapping the Enter key. How do I know I'm on the desktop? I use one of the screen reader shortcut keys. Let's explain how the shortcut keys work in screen readers. In order not to conflict with Windows shortcuts, the screen reader shortcuts include a modifier key in combination with some other key. In Narrator, this modifier key can either be the insert key, which is the zero key on the number pad, or you can also use the caps lock key. I'm gonna refer to either the insert key or the caps lock key as the narrator key. It doesn't matter which one you use, they will both do the same function. So in order to read the screen title, I'm gonna hold down narrator key and then tap the letter T. Desktop list. And narrator told me that I'm on the desktop. Now I'm sure you remember from looking at the desktop visually that it consists of many icons and they're arranged in a grid, rows and columns. You look at the icon you want and click on it with the mouse to activate that app or that file folder or whatever the icon refers to. But if you can't use the mouse or you can't see the screen, then you need to use Windows key commands. For example, you can use all four arrow keys to move left, right, up and down and navigate the icons. I'll do that now. I'll move to the right with the right arrow key.
2: Word. BMO Banking, selected.
1: Or I can go down with the down arrow.
2: GDT Podbean at GDT Blog Homepage.
1: And I can go left.
2: Sell a home, 18 of 46, selected. Google Chrome, 4 of 46.
1: You get the idea. Obviously, it's not very efficient to arrow around like this, up, down, left, and right, trying to find the icon that's of interest. You may be concerned that switching from being a visual user to a keyboard user of Windows will make you very unproductive. But actually, it is possible to not only use Windows from the keyboard, but to also be very productive. For example, Windows provides something called First Letter Navigation, when it's in a list view, and the desktop is a list view. So instead of arrowing around these icons, I can simply press the first letter of the icon, and Windows will focus me on that icon. Now we talked about Windows and focus. When I press that first letter of the icon, Windows will not only jump me to that icon, but because it's in focus, the screen reader will read the icon out loud to me. For example, if I wanted to reach the BMO Bank icon to take me to my BMO Bank website, I could just tap the letter B.
2: B BMO Banking, 37 of 46, selected.
1: I am now focused on that icon. Narrator is telling me that it is selected. And at this point, if I wanted to go to that website, all I would do is tap the Enter key, which is the same as clicking on the icon with the mouse. If I wanted to go to my Outlook email app, I could just tap the letter O.
2: Outlook, selected.
1: If I want to go into Outlook, I now just tap the enter key. I also have an icon here that is a shortcut to my documents folder. I'm going to tap the letter D.
2: D Documents, 20 of 46, selected.
1: And now the documents icon has been selected. I'm going to press enter and open the documents folder.
2: Documents window, items view, enter table items view, 24 by 4, audacity, non-selected.
1: Now my documents folder is open, and the first subfolder in documents is audacity, and I am told by narrator that that folder is currently not selected, meaning I cannot press enter now to open that folder. If I wanted to select it so I could open it, I simply tap the space key.
2: Space. Audacity, 1 of 24, selected.
1: And now Narrator tells me it's selected. If I tapped Enter, the Audacity subfolder would open. How do we navigate files and folders? Well, I can press down arrow to go through this list of folders.
2: Audio, 2 audio projects, 3 of books, 4 of 24, selected.
1: Now I have selected my books subfolder. If I arrow to the right, I can get information about this folder.
2: Date modified, edit, read only, March 7th, 2021, 8.40 AM, column header date modified, row four of 24, column two of four.
1: It said column two of four, so let's arrow to the right and see what other columns of information are available.
2: Type, edit, read only, file folder, column header type, Column 3 of 4.
1: And one more time.
2: Size, edit, read only, column header size, column 4 of 4.
1: The size is not being spoken. It would be if it was a file rather than a folder. Now I can quickly arrow to the left to go back to the folder name column.
2: Type, edit, read only, date modified, books, 4 of 24, selected.
1: And you noticed one other thing when I did that. The screen readers allow you to interrupt what's being said by typing another keystroke. So if you're trying to move around quickly, you don't have to wait for every utterance of the screen reader to be read in full. There's a feature called typing interrupt. As soon as you type another key, the speech will be interrupted and the focus will change and the screen reader will now read the new item that has focus. Besides just using arrow keys, there are other Windows keyboard commands we can use when browsing folders and files. For example, I can tap the N key to go to the bottom of my Documents folder.
2: Windows from the keyboard dot text selected.
1: And I'm told the last item in my Documents folder is a text file. I can use the Home key to go to the top of the Documents folder.
2: Audacity, 1 of 25, selected.
1: And because the documents folder is also a list view, I can again use first letter navigation as I did on the desktop. I can tap the letter B to go back to the books folder.
2: Books, four of 25, selected.
1: So we can quickly move around in a list of folders and files. I'm gonna tap the enter key and open this book subfolder.
2: Items view, enter table items view, seven by four. Computer access, one of seven, non-selected.
1: And now I'm in the books subfolder of my documents folder. Again, I can arrow down this list of folders and files.
2: Personal, two uh, books I have read, dot, X, Harry Bosch series, dot, text, four of seven, selected.
1: What if I want to go back to the documents folder? Well, the documents folder we can think of as the parent of this books subfolder and Windows provides a keyboard shortcut to return to the parent of the current folder and that keystroke is ALT up arrow. I hold down the ALT key and tap the up arrow.
2: Items view. Enter table items view. 24 by 4. Books selected.
1: Now I'm back in the documents folder and still focused on the books subfolder. For the next part of the demonstration I want to use the Notepad app and open up that text file that we found at the bottom of my documents folder. I'm going to tap the N key to return to that last file.
2: Windows from the keyboard text 25 of 25. Selected.
1: I'm going to tap the enter key to open this file in the Notepad app.
2: Windows from the keyboard text. Notepad window. Text editor. Editing.
1: Notepad has opened this file and I can use that handy keystroke in Narrator holding down the Narrator key and tapping T to read the title bar a second time.
2: Windows from the keyboard Notepad window.
1: Narrator has told me we are looking at the Windows from the keyboard text file using the Notepad app. Now we have a document open on the screen. How do we navigate around in a document? Well, narrator has a command to read the current line, and that is narrator key plus up arrow.
2: Windows from the keyboard.
1: This is the first line of the file. I can arrow down to read more of this file. Blank. That's a blank line after the title line. Arrow down again.
2: To use Windows from the keyboard without a mouse, you need to have a screen reader to read text on the screen. Screen readers read screen.
1: I can go back to the top of the document by using a keyboard command in Windows Control Home.
2: Windows from the keyboard.
1: I can read the entire document continuously with a narrator command, narrator key plus down arrow.
2: Windows from the keyboard. To use Windows from the keyboard without a mouse, you need to have a screen reader to read text on the screen. Screen readers read screen text automatically that is in focus. Screen readers also provide shortcuts to let you read text not in focus such as the title bar. You can be productive.
1: When I listened to that, there was a little problem with the first line after the title line. Let's use Control-Home to go back up to the top.
2: Windows from the keyboard.
1: Down arrow twice.
2: Blank. To use Windows from the keyboard without a mouse, you need to have a screen reader to read text on the screen. Screen readers read screen.
1: There's something wrong with that word screen, so that's probably a typo. Nowadays screen readers are so accurate with their text-to-speech that if you hear a mispronunciation there's a very good chance it's because it's not typed properly. Also I think the words to have are redundant and could be removed from this line. Let's read this line one more time. So narrator key and up arrow will read the line.
2: To use Windows from the keyboard without a mouse, you need to have a screen reader to read text on the screen. Screen readers read screen.
1: Now we need to move along this line to reach the words that we want to edit. So again, the arrow keys come into play. I can press right arrow to move a character at a time.
2: O, space, U, S, E, space, Cap W, I.
1: And it's also possible to use a left arrow key to go back a character at a time.
2: Cap W, space, E, S, U, space.
1: Or I can use the home key to go to the beginning of the line. Cap T. I can use the end key to go to the end of the line.
2: End of line.
1: We talked about wanting to be productive when using Windows from the keyboard. So instead of navigating by character, Could we also navigate by word? The answer is yes. Let me go back to the beginning of the line, press the home key.
2: To use Windows from the keyboard.
1: And I tap the control key. That's another standard command in any screen reader. If you want to immediately stop the screen reader speaking, just tap the control key. Now I'm gonna move a word at a time. The Windows shortcut for moving a word at a time is to hold down the control key and then tap the right arrow key. Control right arrow will move a word at a time.
2: Use Windows from the keyboard. Without a mouse, you need to have a.
1: So I'm positioned at the word following to have, and to erase those two words, I can press Control backspace, which is a Windows command to erase the previous word. I'll press control backspace now. Space. And I'll do it one more time. Space. And now I will read the current line with narrator key and up arrow.
2: To use Windows from the keyboard without a mouse, you need a screen reader to read text on the screen. Screen readers read screen text.
1: So the words to have have been erased. Let's use control right arrow and move ahead to that word screen. Screen. And let's use the arrow key to move a character at a time and investigate this word.
2: C-R-E-N
1: There's the problem. We should have two E's. So I'm positioned at the N. I'm just going to type an E, which will be typed in front of this letter N. E Narrator echoed my keystroke, so I knew that I typed the E. Now I'm going to use Narrator key and up arrow to again read this line.
2: To use Windows from the keyboard without a mouse, you need a screen reader to read text on the screen. Screen readers read screen text.
1: That sounds much better. Now let's go to the bottom of the file, because the last sentence, you can be productive. Sounds like it needs a few extra words. I'll press Ctrl N to go to the end of the file. Blank. And I'm going to press the left arrow to back up a character at a time.
2: End of line, period.
1: And now I'm at the period. And I'm going to type using the keyboard and a screen reader. So I will need a space in front of the period.
2: Space, productive.
1: Now Narrator read the space to me that I typed, and it conveniently read the previous word as well. So let me type using the keyboard.
2: U-S-I-N-G, space. Using T-H-E space K E Y B O A R D space keyboard.
1: Now you may decide you don't want Narrator to read every keystroke because that could make it a bit chatty and it might become frustrating. There are screen reader shortcuts that allow you to control various aspects of the screen reader, including how much it talks. For example, I'm going to use... A screen reader command, narrator, and number two on the number row.
2: Character reading off.
1: And that turned off character reading. So now narrator will only speak words that I type, not every character. I'm going to type
2: with a screen.
1: I have typed reader, but narrator did not voice it because I have to type a space to tell it that I'm finished the word. But I don't want to type a space because I'm already at the period. I will use narrator up arrow command to read the line now.
2: You can be productive using the keyboard with a screen reader.
1: Now we want to save this modified file. Well there is a Windows keyboard shortcut to quickly save the file and that is ctrl s. Hold down the Control key and type s. But let's open the file menu of narrator and find the save option. So I can show you how the screen reader behaves when you're using a menu. To reach a menu bar in any Windows app, you simply tap the Alt key.
2: Application, file, menu item, menu key Alt plus F.
1: Narrator told us the focus has changed and we are on the menu. It told us we're on the file menu in particular. And it told us that we could have quickly reached that file menu with Alt F. Let me press escape to exit the menu and return to the document so I can repeat this for you and you can listen again. I'll tap escape.
2: Text editor, editing.
1: And we're back in the text editor. And now I'll tap the Alt key again and listen to everything that narrator tells us.
2: Application, file, menu item, menu key Alt plus F.
1: Let's arrow down and open this file menu and see the items that are in it.
2: New, new window, open, save, save as, menu item, menu key A, control plus shift plus S.
1: I stopped at the save as option. Narrator told us we're focused on the save as item of the file menu and we could have jumped directly to it by tapping the A key or from within the document, we could have typed control shift S and that would open the Save As dialog. So the screen reader is not only telling you what's going on, but it's telling you how you could have been more productive the next time you need to do this command. I'm actually going to use the Save As option and save this modified file under a new name to demonstrate how Narrator behaves when we're in a dialog. I will tap Enter to open the Save As dialog.
2: Save As dialog, file name, Windows from the keyboard text. combo edit, collapsed, alt plus n.
1: So the save as dialog is opened, and the focus is on the file name that we're going to save this document as. There are other controls in this dialog, and when using Windows from the keyboard, you move between controls in a dialog with tab and shift tab. Tab to go forward item by item, and shift tab to back up item by item. Let me tab forward away from the file name.
2: Save as type, text documents, star dot text, combo box, collapsed, alt plus T.
1: So it told me I'm now on the drop down combo box to select the file type that I want to save under. I can tab again.
2: Hide folders, button.
1: And tab again.
2: Encoding, UTF-8, combo box, collapsed, alt plus E.
1: And tab again.
2: Save button, Alt plus S.
1: That's the button that we will press to actually conclude the dialog and save the file. Notice that it has a shortcut key, Alt S. So instead of tabbing all the way to that button, narrator is telling me I could just press Alt S. Let me shift tab back to the file name. I'll do that quickly, interrupting the speech as I go.
2: Encoding, hide folder, save as type file name, Windows from the keyboard dot text. Combo edit. Collapsed. Alt plus N. Windows from the keyboard text selected.
1: All of this text in the file name is selected. If I just started typing here, whatever I type would replace the selection. That's how Windows works. What I really want to do is add the letters V2 as in version two at the end of the file name, just ahead of the period TXT. Rather than retyping, Windows from the keyboard. I'm just going to tap the N key to go to the end of the file name
2: End of line
1: and then press the left arrow to come back to the period.
2: T X T Period
1: Now I'm going to type a space and V2 Keyboard I have typed V2 but again Narrator is not saying anything unless I to enter a space to tell it that I'm finished typing that word. Remember we turned off character typing echo, so we're only hearing whole words echoed. Let me read the whole line with narrator and up arrow.
2: Windows from the keyboard v2.txt.
1: Now I'm gonna save this file under this new name. I can tab to the save button, but remember, narrator told us there is a shortcut for that save button and it's Alt-S. I'm gonna tap Alt-S.
2: Windows from the keyboard.txt, notepad window, text editor, editing.
1: Now we're back in the edit window. The file has been saved under the new name. We're now done with the notepad app so we want to close it. With a mouse you would click on the little X in the title bar, but the Windows equivalent keyboard command to do that is Alt F4. Hold down the Alt key and tap F4. I'll do that now.
2: Documents window. Items view. Enter table items view. 25 by 4 windows from the keyboard.txt 24 of 25.
1: So we're now back in my documents folder and we're focused on the windows from the keyboard text file but it said it was 24 of 25. If I arrow down, there should be a 25th file name.
2: windows from the keyboard v2.txt 25 of 25 selected.
1: Here we have our new file with v2 added. For the next part of the demonstration, I'd like to take you into my Outlook email app and show you what it's like with the screen reader to look at emails. Now recall on the desktop, I had an icon to open my Outlook app, but first I have to get back to the desktop. Well, guess what? Windows does have a keyboard command to do that quickly. And that command is hold down the Windows key and tap the letter M which means minimize all open windows and go back to the desktop. Windows key and M. I'll tap that now.
2: Desktop list, documents, 20 of 46.
1: I'm back at the desktop focused on my documents icon. I'm going to tap the letter O to focus on the Outlook icon.
2: Outlook, 28 of 46, selected.
1: And press enter to open Outlook.
2: Table view, table view, Neil, re, Gary scripts, standard volume change, Saturday, March 30th.
1: I tapped the control key to silence speech. I have now opened the Outlook app and I'm focused in my inbox. And there was an email at the top of the list from my friend Neil. As with the documents folder, I can arrow up and down the emails in this inbox just using the arrow keys, I'll down arrow.
2: Forwarded with attachments. McPherson, Heather, MP, re Restore funding to CELA. Friday, March 12th, 2021, 2.52 PM, 311 KB, one of six.
1: So I have six emails in my inbox. I hear who it's from, the date it was sent to me, the size of the email, the subject line, a lot of information. I can arrow down to the next email.
2: Braille Literacy Canada replied, Annalil, February 24th, 2020.
1: I tapped control to silence speech. And as with a document from my documents folder, if I wanted to look at the email and actually read it in its entirety, I would just tap enter on any of those emails to open it. Let's practice writing a new email. We have to open the new email dialog and Not surprisingly, Windows has a shortcut to do this in Outlook. To open a new email, you simply hold down the Control key and press N for New. Control N. I'll do that now.
2: Untitled. Message. HTML. Window. Form Regions. To. Edit.
1: So the new email dialog has opened, and I'm positioned in the To field, and you heard Narrator say To. Edit. It's telling me this to field is an edit type of field, meaning I can type in it. So, who is this email to? I'll send an email to myself. So, I'll type my own email here. And I will use the narrator key and number two to turn on character typing again.
2: Character reading on.
1: So, now as I type, you'll hear each letter. I'll type my email in this to field
2: G E R R Y, period, C, Gary, E. Gary Chevalier cycle for site. Gary.Chevalier at Shaw.ca One of one Selected.
1: It has automatically completed my email address, so I don't have to type the whole thing. This is the autocomplete feature of Outlook, but notice that Narrator nicely told me that email address has been automatically completed. So I'll press the tab key to go to the next field.
2: End of line. End of line.
1: And press tab again.
2: CC, edit.
1: And now I'm in the CC field. It's also an edit, but I don't want to CC anyone on this email. So I'll press tab again.
2: BCC, edit.
1: Nor do I want to put anybody in BCC, blind copy. So I'll tab again.
2: Subject, edit.
1: For the subject, I'll just type test and then press tab.
2: Cap T. E. S. T. Untitled message. Editing.
1: And now we have been moved into the body of this new email and narrator's telling us that it's ready for us to edit. In other words, type something. So I'm just gonna type this is a test.
2: Capt H I S this is Period. And test. press
1: enter. And just like we did in Notepad, I can up arrow to read that line.
2: Page one content, edit. This is a test.
1: Now to send this message. We can go into the ribbons of Outlook and find the appropriate button to send the message. But I happen to know that Alt-S is the shortcut to send this message to the Outbox. It's really neat in Windows once you learn one shortcut like we did in the Notepad program that Alt-S can be used to save the document. Well, it just happens in Outlook that Alt-S can be used to send an email. So there's a lot of consistency across Windows, making it much easier to learn these Windows keyboard commands. I'm going to tap Alt-S. S
2: S. replied, Analeel, February 24th, 2020.
1: And now we're back in my inbox. So that message has been sent to the Outbox. I have configured my Outlook so that when I send something to the Outbox, it just sits there, it doesn't get immediately sent. That's a personal choice. So, in order for me to actually send this message over the internet, I have to now use another shortcut key, which is F9. I'll press F9 now.
2: Outlooks and slash receive progress dialog. Cancel all. Button. Alt plus C. Rich edit control. Edit. Read only. Replied. Analeel, February 24th, 2020.
1: I tap the control key to silence speech. So, when I... Tap the F9, Outlook started a send slash receive process, meaning it sent all the messages I have in my outbox over the internet, and it also checked my email service to see if there were any new messages to download. Any new messages will now be at the top of my inbox. So to quickly go there, I'm going to tap the home key.
2: Unread, Neil Ree.
1: I tap the control key to silence speech, and you can see that indeed I have a new message at the top. Another message from my friend Neil, and narrator is telling me this message is unread because I haven't yet opened it. So let's down arrow and see if there's any other new messages.
2: Neil, re Gary scripts.
1: So we're back to messages that have been previously read. I haven't yet got my return email that I just sent to myself, so I'm going to press the F9 key again and ask... Outlook to go out on the internet and check my service provider and see if there's any more new emails. I'll press F9 now.
2: Outlook send slash receive progress dialog. Cancel all. Button. Alt plus C.
1: And I tap control to silence speech. I heard a little ding, which is the normal sound that Windows provides to indicate that a new message has arrived. So again, I'm going to tap the home key to go to the top of my inbox.
2: Unread, gary.chevalier at
1: Now, in fact, we do have the email I just sent to myself. And it again told me that it's not read. So let's press the Enter key and open it up.
2: Escape. This is a test.
1: Narrator automatically read out the contents of that email to me. I can now tap the Escape key to close this email and go back to my inbox list of messages
2: gary.chevalier at shaw.ca test
1: and again it read the test message from myself Jerry Chevalier but it didn't say unread anymore because we have now opened this message that was a quick demonstration of using Outlook from the keyboard with the screen reader again I'm going to press Alt F4 and close the Outlook app
2: desktop list Outlook
1: my focus has returned to the desktop on the Outlook icon. The last app I'd like to demonstrate using Windows from the keyboard is my Microsoft Edge browser. I'm going to take you to the SeLA Library website to show you what it's like using a screen reader navigating a website. I have created a shortcut icon on the desktop to my SeLA Library homepage. I'm going to tap the letter C to try and find this icon quickly with first letter navigation.
2: CELA Newspapers, 44 of 46. Selected.
1: I don't want the newspaper page on the SELA Library website. I want the home page. I'm going to tap the letter C again.
2: CELA Home. Selected.
1: And there is the Sela Home page icon. Narrator told me it was selected, so I can press Enter. What will happen is the Microsoft Edge browser will open on the Sela homepage. I'll tap the Enter key now.
2: Untitled Personal Microsoft Edge Window, Microsoft Edge, loading complete, scan.
1: Narrator has told us that the Edge app has opened. I am going to use the narrator key and T to read the title bar.
2: Sela Personal Microsoft Edge Window
1: and that confirms that I'm not only in Microsoft Edge, but indeed I am on the CELA homepage. I can press down arrow to read through the lines on this web page.
2: One of three level one. Link, skip to content. Two of three level one. Button, collapsed, has pop-up, accessibility preferences.
1: As I was arrowing down, you noticed that Narrator not only read the text on the screen, but it also told me the nature of that text. For example, it said skip to content. It told me that that was actually a link which would take me further down the page to the main content. So I could have pressed enter on that line which would activate the link. It also told me there was an accessibility choice and that was a button. This is to illustrate that once again, Narrator tells you more than just the text of what you're focused on. It also tells you a lot about those items. You might guess that arrowing down is going to be pretty tedious to go through a whole website. But again, the screen readers provide some shortcuts. A good web developer will organize their site using headings to mark each section. The narrator screen reader lets me move from heading to heading simply by tapping the letter H. I'll do that now.
2: Center for Equitable Library Access, Heading Level 1.
1: And I've jumped to the main Heading Level 1 of the website. Heading Level 1 means main content, main heading, and there can be headings at Level 2 and 3 and so on. In fact, to navigate to a specific heading level, not just any heading, you can press number 1 on the number row to jump to the next Heading Level 1, Press 2 on the number row to jump to the next heading at level 2, and so on. Let me press number 2 on the number row to go to the next heading level 2.
2: Featured titles, heading level 2. And again. Help us stop funding cuts, heading level 2. And again. Check it out, heading level 2. And again. Using Silla, heading level 2.
1: Now I'm going to down arrow to drill down within this section and look at it line by line.
2: Using CELA, we have information and help with CELA for enter list one of five level one, bullet.
1: it just told me that I've entered a list of items. It told me how many items, and it said bullet, meaning each item is beginning with a bullet, and I know exactly what that construct is. It's a list with a number of items. I'm going to down arrow through the items.
2: Link, first time users.
1: And there's a link that takes me to first time users. If I press enter on this link, it will take me to a new web page for first time users. I will press enter and go into that new page for first time users.
2: Loading page, CELA. Getting started with CELA CELA. Loading complete.
1: Narrator has told me that the web page has been loaded And now I can go through the same process to navigate this new web page. Now, what if I wanna go back to the home page that we just came from? There is a shortcut key. Alt left arrow will take me back. I'll press it now.
2: Going back, loading complete.
1: Now we're back on the home page and it has been loaded. That was my quick demonstration of using the web browser with a screen reader. I'm going to close the website by using the Alt-F4 command.
2: Desktop list. Sell a home. Scan off.
1: And we're back at the desktop. This concludes what I wanted to show you as a demonstration of using Windows from the keyboard with a screen reader. In conclusion, I'd like to say one thing, but I think, given the demonstration, it's more appropriate to let narrator say it.
2: Hope this demo gives you confidence that you can not only use Windows from the keyboard, but you may even be more productive than you are now struggling with low vision and the mouse.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.io.